This is Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Shoe Football Forum. Forum here on Shoe Radio. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Now, um, we were promising you uh, on last week's show that we were going to have two guests this week. Uh, sadly, one uh, with everything that's been going on with Football Forum and with our journalism yeah. lives, really. Uh, that's sadly going to be rescheduled for uh, in a few weeks' time. But we have managed to uh, to catch hold of We've Chris Sharples. Uh, yeah, indeed. Chris Sharples, uh, Bundesliga commentator, and pretty much he's done... Uh, a little bit of everything uh, over the years, Champions League, Premier League, Women's Super League. Uh, what hasn't he done, but he's best known for his Bundesliga work. And he uh, he joins us now. Afternoon, Chris. Afternoon, gentlemen. It's great to have you with us on the programme. And uh, we want to start, obviously, as you're, you're most known for your, for your Bundesliga work uh, of recent. Um, we're going to obviously touch on the Champions League stuff because that was sort of the, the main highlight from the weekend. Obviously, with your extensive Bundesliga knowledge, you'll be able to uh, to sort of give us a bit of an insight. Um, it's best if we start uh, with last night's game. We, we might as well, with uh, with Chelsea and Bayern. 3-0, uh, 3-0 to, the, to the Bundesliga champions. And uh, let's be fair, even though Bayern have had, had a few blips, shall we say, this season, they simply look unstoppable. Yeah, that's that's the fear for the league, um, most definitely, and it's it's um, it's a bit refreshing as well to see Bayern actually show up at the latter stages of a European competition. Seems a long time ago now since they since they won the um, won the Champions League when they beat Dortmund at, uh, at Wembley. So yeah, they were good last night, were they? They were really good. I mean. Uh, you know, Frank's doing a great job with Chelsea, but you could clearly see the the, the the difference in class between the two teams. And when you've got players at the top of their game like Robert Lewandowski and Serge Gnabry, um, you know they are they are such a force. And yeah, they they're going to be cruising into the next round. It's interesting that you mentioned there about Serge Gnabry uh, and players being at the top of their game. He didn't really have the the best fortune at Arsenal, but he seems to have really turned it round at Bayern, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's gone to Arsenal. He didn't have the best of times, as you say. He got shipped out to West Bromwich Albion. And, you know, you read uh, social media and all of the... Um, all of the funny little quips about uh, him and what would Tony Pulis be thinking and and, <laughs> and that sort of thing, um, but you know he went he came back to Germany he he went to Werder Bremen did did uh, okay, I mean you know he's been a player who suffered with injuries but you always knew that there was a player in there, mm. um, and he then had a, a spell at, at Hoffenheim where he he featured under the the current Leipzig coach Julian Nagelsmann, who seemed to have transform him really and um, you know it was enough for Bayern to take notes and since he's gone to Bayern goodness me as he stepped up to be one of the very best in the league his, his overall play his link up his power his pace uh, and uh, we've seen an eye for goal um, you know he's really really taken on the responsibility of playing for a club the size of Bayern and uh, the relationship that he's forming with Robert Lewandowski has been terrific and, um, yeah, if he can keep himself fit, he's going to be an extremely important cog to this, this buying machine for, for a good few years to come. 
you mentioned there about uh, RB Leipzig as well. That's the other team uh, still in the uh, Champions League and will also come into the Bundesliga and their, and their league form at the moment. But they played Tottenham last week away from home at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and a 1-0 victory for them. That's a great result, isn't it? Timo Werner getting the only goal of that game there. Yeah, yeah, great result. Uh, you know, Leipzig haven't... You've got to remember, Leipzig are very, very young still, um, you know, in their in their history. Um when they were taken over by the Red Bull group, there was uh, the the head of Red Bull was saying, right, you know, I don't want to be 80 years of age by the time, you know, we, we win a title, for example. Um, you know, he's 75 now, so, you know, they, they, they're, <laughs> they're on the right left. line. They're on the right line. Um, so, yeah, it was a very, very good performance by them against Spurs. Listen, it's always going to be tricky going to a place um, like Tottenham, especially under a Mourinho format um and they had to find a way of of breaking spurs down they could quite easily have done so from open play but they got they got the chance from a penalty and timo Werner's in the form of his life at the moment so um you weren't thinking that he was going to miss that chance of scoring um and i think they'll i think they'll get the job done against tottenham when they take him back to the to the red bull arena uh in a fortnight's time around then so um, yeah, all these good for Leipzig at the moment. They've got an extremely talented coach in Julian Nagelsmann, the youngest ever uh, coach in the in the Bundesliga or the Champions League. To take a side to the knockout stages. He's only 32, um, and he, he's he's a machine at the moment. He really is, and this Leipzig machine really is is motoring along along nicely. And they're going to be a real force. Not everybody's. You know, cup of tea in Germany. They they don't have many friends in Germany, but what they're doing as a football entity um, is very exciting indeed. Exactly, and uh, we'll come on to the Bundesliga. In fact, because uh, this is sort of your bread and butter, isn't it? Uh, these days, um, obviously, we've uh, we've waxed lyrical uh, on our social media about all the uh, the brilliant work you've been doing in terms of the commentary for the Bundesliga for the uh, for the English feed, and obviously. As we've spoke about Bayern and Leipzig, they are the top two currently in the Bundesliga. But, I mean, if we look at the sort of the past couple of months, even just the last eight weeks or so, there's at least three, four, maybe even five teams that could possibly win that title. Yeah, I mean, the top five separated by six points. I mean, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Um, And then there's a little bit of a gap then from Bayer Leverkusen in fifth, um, down. So, um, yeah, any one of those five could really have a say in where the Meisterschale actually ends up. You know, a lot was spoken about, uh, you know, Bayern and Leipzig this week as the top two. And I, I heard somebody saying um, uh, during the coverage that it's, it's a two horse race. It certainly isn't that. You know, don't forget Borussia Dortmund are, are only four points off, off top spot. You know, Borussia Munch and Gladbach have just been incredible this season mm. compared to. You know their, um, their their problems last season, and they've got a game Bayern in hand as well. Yeah, Club. they've got a game in hand because their game against FC it doesn't it doesn't happen very often. But when we had the uh, the storm, Storm uh, Kira, uh, oh, it was postponed, ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, well, it was Storm Sabina in Germany. Um, <laughs> she decided to uh, turn up, and um, they they called off the, the the Rhine derby between Gladbach and and Köln very very early. So they've got to play that. They've got to fit that in somewhere. Um, so you know, Gladbach are there and Bayer Leverkusen also are, are, are right there on 43 points in mm. fifth and they, they're going to have a real say on, 
on on who's going to be finishing in the in the Champions League as well. So it's a fascinating league, and thankfully we have a title race. There is, do you know, we were talking about it last year, a lot of, a lot of my colleagues, and and we were we were just hoping for a title race and thinking, well, if Bayern are going to go and win this, that at least let them, you know, have to work for the for the honour of becoming champions, and which Dortmund, in the end kind of did but kind of didn't they kind of right at the very end handed it on a plate to Bayern really mm-hmm. um, but, you, but you know Dortmund are, are strong this season Leipzig have got stronger and I, I, I think some of the players that they brought in plus their coach has made them a real force and Gladbach as well have really turned it around so you just never know at the moment you really you just don't know it is a very interesting table uh, and a very interesting league. But if we move away from the Bundesliga at the moment, uh, we we mentioned earlier that you've you've got an uh, an illustrious career in the old broadcasting world. Uh, what are your that particular is. highlights? Highlights of my career. Um, I mean, I've not been going that long. To, to be honest, you know, compared to a lot of the the, the, the top guys, I've I've only been doing this sort of twelve, thirteen years. So, um, you know, a lot of highs working for for. You know the, the club that I support has been has been very has been one of the, the real highlights. Um, uh, oh, okay, put me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was going to say, is there like a? We, we always ask this of our yeah. guests. We always say, is there yeah, a, a, a I mean, game you know, that stands think, out for you for you know either what, the right or wrong reasons? Do, do you know what, boys? Probably, probably get, getting in and working on the Bundesliga and getting the opportunity to work with the team. Hmm. Um, you know, uh, th- there have been some games that I've been able to call which have had um, significant meaning. Epsec uh, on a couple of seasons ago, um, qualifying for Europe for the first time in 25 years, mm. which was for the city was, you know, an extraordinary achievement. And, you know, there was, there was grown men in tears you know, celebrating the fact that their, their team were going to play in the Europa League. I mean, can you imagine that in this country? <laughs> in about six um, months, in about three months' time, that might be the case for us too. <laughs> well, that might be the case. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Um, but you know, uh, things like that. Um, I, I worked for MUTV last season with the with the women's team, uh, and they they earned promotion for the very first time into the top flight. Mm-hmm. I, I was able to call that moment, which was great. So. Yeah, there's a few little things. I've, 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 the first time I went to Wembley and commentated at Wembley, it was in front of about 10,000 for an FA Vars final, um, which was uh, an extraordinary occasion. That was right at the start of my career, which really, really was a, a, an eye-opener. Mm. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's gone on. I've been able to get on world feeds, been able to, to get on working in other sports as well. Um so yeah, you know, still in the infancy of the career, but what I've done so far, I can be, I can be pretty proud of. So, are we right in saying that your 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 supporting team is is Manchester United for your sins? Uh, for my for my sins, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, how would you how would you describe the the season that you've been having? It's been a it's been an odd one, hasn't it? These last kind of this season and the end of last season with Solskjaer. Yeah, it has, you know, and. You know, a lot was spoken about Ollie and and whether he there was a, that was there was that point wasn't there around Christmas time where things weren't going right and there was a lot of talk about whether he was going to actually be you know binned off, which I thought was was absolutely scandalous. Listen, you can have your thoughts about whether he's the right right man for the job. At the moment, he is in the job, and and as a supporter, you have to get behind him and you have to make sure that you 
you offer all of your um, your support to him, the players, which which I do, and and I hope that it, things can get a lot better for the club. Um, you know, it was a big win against Chelsea last Monday, backing that up against against Watford, um, and also getting a decent result in Europe, which I think they'll get the better of Brugger at home on Thursday. So, at the moment, things are looking good. Fernandez has been brought in, which I think is, you know, has certainly helped the cause. Um, yes, there are issues still within the squad, and there are players there that you probably, you know, don't think are um, are. Um, part of all these plans going forward. That's completely down to the manager as to what he wants to do. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll be getting behind him. Um, fifth at the moment, if, if we get top four, I think that's, that would be an incredible achievement considering all of the negativity that's been around the club mm. um, this season. And, you know, it's only three points, so you never know. You never know. It could be, it could be a, a, an end-of-season face-off Manchester United and Sheffield United who's going to take, <laughs> who's going to take that top four well we've still got uh, we've still got to play yourselves uh, at the lane in a at few weeks time oh Trafford, it's Old Trafford yeah. isn't it yeah. I, uh, yeah. I do apologise of course we all remember the 3-3 three, three, uh, yeah and we're all, three the, all the wrong reasons yeah, we all remember it yeah <laughs> but surely as a Manchester United fan it must pain you to see Liverpool at the top of the tree by such a margin oh absolutely <laughs> 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 the fact that City is so far ahead as well and City is <laughs> having a dreadful season, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ex- extraordinary what Liverpool are doing and they're breaking records all the time. Uh, they've got an incredible coach and worth, work ethic and they're going to be right, they're going to be, you know, rightfully crowned champions in four games. I, c- I can't see them losing, you know, in the next four to, to mm. not be crowned um, champions uh, around then. So, yeah, as a, as a United fan, you're probably thinking, right, OK, come on, get it out of the way. You know, you can have your lead <laughs> and then everybody can bounce back next season and try and knock them back off that perch. But, um, yeah, you, you can't have any you can't have any gripe with them, really, the way that they've played this season, the way they've won games and the way that they've just absolutely bossed the league. Exactly. They, there, there isn't, I think you've summed it up absolutely perfectly that they've completely bossed the league. Um, and we're, we're going to stay with Man United, obviously, but we'll go away from the men's towards the women's side because it's it's something that I'm I'm looking into a lot more. Women's football. Uh, Chappers here has uh, obviously got some huge involvement mm. with uh, with Barnsley and their uh, and their women's side. But when as as a broadcaster, um, it must be well, like, as you said, it must have been a fantastic moment when Man United women in their first first season. Uh, with the likes of uh, with Casey Stoney as uh, as manager and Alex Greenwood as captain, it must have felt yep. an amazing amazing feeling to be able to commentate and uh, provide the soundtrack to that amazing moment when they did win promotion. So obviously we've seen the likes of a Manchester derby uh, over the years in the Premier League, but but what's a, what's it like with two huge Manchester clubs in the top flight of women's football as well? Yeah, it's great. You know, I think, I think the, the, the league is a much better place for having the name of Manchester United in it. Um, they they absolutely walked away with the championship last season, but they were the only professional team in it. Um, so you would ex- you would have expected them to have, have done what they did, and you know you've got to play whoever's in front of you, you got to be whoever's in front of you, and they did. Um, so it's it's been a, a huge step up to the to the WSL this year. Um, they faced City on the opening weekend. They only lost 1-0. Um, they probably should have got more out of it in the end. Um, 
And whenever they have lost this season, it's only been by a, a, a solitary goal. You know, it's only been by that mm. one goal that they've lost this season. Um, they've brought in players of experience, and yeah, you know, it's great to have United in the same division as the likes of City, uh, the likes of Arsenal and Chelsea, who've been the best, really the best two teams in that league for the last few years, mm. really. Um, and they've they've been toe to toe with them, and and in all the games that they played against those sides. They have, um, you know, they've been very close to getting results out of, uh, positive results out of uh, those matches. So, you know, things are always going to be uh, tough that first season for a lot of those players as well in the United team. You know, not a lot of them have played in the WSL or they haven't done for a while. So, um, you know, it's a bit of a, a grounding for them to, to realise what it's all about. Um, and coming up against incredible opposition every week. So a real learning curve from what is a very young team. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't want anybody better than having the, the experience of Casey Stoney right behind you. Plus with Sheffield United as well, just just mentioning them, Manchester United and Sheffield United have got a very good relationship. Mm. Um, Emily Ramsey, goalkeeper, uh, Sheffield United. Molly Green, who was incredible. She's a very good player. Mm. In the championship start to find a feet and score goals for Sheffield United. So, um, yeah, uh, I think you know they're only going to go one way, Manchester United, and that's going to be that's going to be up. It's just how they're going to be able to bridge the gap of the top three, yeah. who are miles away at the moment. But you'd expect that. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? There is a there is a clear distinguish between the top three and the rest of the league. But if we look at women's football uh, more generally. You know, there's been a lot of catching up to do between the women's game and the men's game. And I think partially over these last few years, that, that gap has been bridged a little bit. But do you, do you still think there's a, a little bit of work to do to, to get those crowds in, to get the funding? Uh, an example, you know, my the, the team I'm press officer for, Barnsley, Barnsley Women, we got to the fourth round of the FA Cup uh, and we played Spurs away, who were obviously a Super League side. A fantastic day. We were, we're fourth tier. But the prize money for getting through that round was £2,000. That's the same yeah. amount that is in a, primi- a preliminary round in the men's game. Do you, there's a lot of there's a lot to do, isn't there? There is. There is still a lot to do. I mean, Barclays pumped in what a million quid at the start of the year as part of the new sponsorship deal. Um, you know, there's a, it's not just financially as well. It's it's facilities um, still that are not quite there. You look at Liverpool this season. You know, the great name of Liverpool as a women's team. I mean. They were twice champions, what, five, six years ago? Yeah. Mm. Um, and how they are struggling to, to play games at Tramia because of the state of the pitch. It's the same state. Absolutely. Well, it's the same um, problem with, with Tottenham as well. They play at Barnet's ground and they've had to call a few off. Absolutely, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of ground sharing going on. The actual facility where they um, where they, they they train and everything, um, again it needs it needs improvement. It's not like it's not like you know Chelsea and, and City, for example. They both train at the respective training grounds of the men's team, the first team. Um, Manchester United train at, at, at Lee Sports Village in the in, uh, um, and they were using the old Cliff, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily Carrington. Mm-hmm. Everton have moved from Southport and they've got their they've got a new home, which they played United in uh, at um, at the weekend, which is great for them. They're a lot closer to home because they've. Now they can try and see if they can get, you know, the crowds a lot bigger than what they were at Southport, where they were barely getting over a hundred. Mm. Um, so there's a lot. There is a lot more to do. Listen, it's the first year of this big new thing with the FA Player 
and all the matches being streamed, um, you know, matches being played at, at the main stadiums, uh, which is great on the opening weekend at Chelsea and uh, at City, uh, great at um, at the, the Tottenham Stadium as well when they had the North London derby. Yeah, great news again that the, the rearranged Merseyside derby next up between Everton and Liverpool is, is still going to be played at Goodison um, after it was called off because of the weather. You know, these are great, but it's still trying to get, you know, consistently supporters through the gate. One thing that I will say is that doesn't help is sometimes the scheduling of, of these matches don't help. Yeah. For example, we just had the League Cup uh, semi-finals. Um, so United were playing Chelsea and City were playing Arsenal. Um, on that same night, respective first teams of United and City were playing in the semi-finals of the Carabao Cup. Mm. Yeah, um, I, yeah. You know, it's like, come on. You know, you're trying to sell the game. You're trying to promote the game. Why are you why are you putting on semi-finals on the same day? Yeah. Why why, why are you making it more difficult for yourself? Exactly, mm. exactly. So you know, things like little things like that. So it's not all just about the money as well. It's just it's tr just trying to get the right focus on where they want to go with this and I, I have no doubts that that it will be right and the game will continue to grow and more matches and major matches that can be played in the um in the main stadiums as well i think will help the success of the of the lionesses will will also help as well um yeah it started okay but yeah there's still a long long way to go Mm, it's uh, it's something, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, that we definitely need to uh, to pump more money in, pump more uh, more coverage into women's football because it's it's only going to get better. Uh, fingers crossed. But uh, we just want to finish pretty much back where we started um, with uh, with the Bundesliga because, <clears throat> excuse me, it's something that. Um, it's something that I've always wondered because we've had quite a few of the World Feed. Uh, I assume a, a lot of your World Feed colleagues on the show uh, recently, um, and obviously covering games in Germany, um, we've noticed a, lo a lot of uh, commentators when they're covering for the World Feed tend to just uh, do commentaries from like a little room watching the uh, the match on a screen, whereas. Uh, people like yourself obviously go to Germany, for example, uh, to the grounds to watch the game. What's that like in terms of, obviously, as a commentator, the commuting must take its toll sometimes? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're long days. Um, you know, Saturday mornings, my alarm goes off at 4am uh, 4, 4 um, and then pick up, uh, get a cab to the to Manchester airport and then I fly out. I fly out for a, a 3.30 Germany time kickoff. Um, the days are even longer if you're doing the top match, the mm. uh, what they call the top spiel, at, uh, at 6.30. Um, that's a really long day because you're not then finishing um, until you know 8.30, your actual match, and then what we have to do afterwards is provide... Um, further uh, commentary and reports that go out on the on the uh, club website. Mm. So you, sometimes you're not getting out till about ten o'clock. So you've been on the go since, or you've been awake since around four, um, and you're you know you're you're then not getting back to your hotel um, at, at at the airport till you know around eleven o'clock. Mm. So in the evening. So yeah, it is it is a long day. But the rewards are incredible. You know, if you get the chance to go to a a game for one of the major games on site, 
then yeah, it's it's very rewarding. Um, but even the matches that we do as well, sometimes you know those those guys that don't get to go to the games, but will be doing it from a from a remote position. Um, it's still a, a, a fascinating job to do. The fact that you can you have to go on an aeroplane to go to work for the mm. day, and then you come back the next day. Um, there's not many jobs that you really would do that, and the fact that you can just do that and if you're a plane geek like me, it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we share something uh, in common, Chris. Apart from the football yeah, content, and then I you, love and a plane. Then you, yeah, and then you get to you get to talk about a football match, and um, and then you you get back on another aeroplane and come home again. It's, 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 <laughs> it's not, not a bad life, is it? Bad, it's not a bad job. But you know, you know, as I'm sure you know, the other guys will have said to you in terms of, uh, you know, making the grade and getting there and getting to getting to be in those positions like that, you've got to work blooming hard to do so. Mm. And, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate in the position that I'm in that I get to do it every week. Well, we're in a we're definitely in a fortunate position for you to to give up your Wednesday afternoon to uh, to speak to us for a little bit, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to have you on the program, and uh, all the best with the the Bundesliga and everything else, and all your plane spotting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you worry about that. No, and all the best with you guys as well. You know, getting through getting through your studies and everything. It's um, yeah, it's a great business once you've got there. Once you're in, it's a great business to be in. So. All the best with it all. Brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you Chris. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, guys.